Marcus here. Thanks for listening to our Market Street Podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope today's message helps you in your walk with Jesus. For more ways to connect, visit us at Market Street Church. We want to just give you all the honor and glory. Now, help us to hear the words you have to say. Open our ears to the Spirit, Lord God, and we just want to give you all honor and praise. And as Pastor Jason speaks and, and preaches this to us today, that you bring it into our hearts, and then we can gather it together and, and just express how we are so grateful for you, for all the things you've done in our lives. And we want to thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks, Chris. Well, good morning. I just want to know, I was pretty excited, Chris, when they, they were clapping for, for prayer night. There was a little clap going on, like an excitement. Woo, that's, that, heck yeah, this is what it's all about, prayer. Um, we're so, I'm so glad, we're so glad you're here today. We are continuing on in peace of mind. But as we do this, um, obviously this Sunday is Palm Sunday. Um, it was on this day that Jesus made his entry, triumphal entry, into Jerusalem. And we see these uh, events recorded in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, it's called Palm Sunday because they welcomed him um, by cutting and spreading palm branches. And um, he rode in on a donkey. He fulfilled scripture. He fulfilled the prophecy in Zechariah. And... Um, I challenge you this week to sit and truly read this, this story, to sit and truly grasp and understand what it is that Jesus did. Came in very lowly and humble, was praised and then crucified for you and I. A cross that was something so ugly then means something different to us today. I better be careful because I might start preaching next week's message. So. <laughs> Jesus was a humble servant. He came knowing his mission to die on the cross for each and every one of us. If someone told me that was my mission, I don't know that, I, I wouldn't do it for you guys. I love all of you, but not that much. Sorry. Is what it is. I'm human. I'm man. Very challenging. As we move in to the last message in this series before we move forward into Easter and then beyond, I want to review a little bit with you in Mark chapter 1, verse 35. It says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left his house, and went off and got a cup of coffee and prayed. No, um, he went off to a solitary place. He didn't get a cup of coffee that I know of. What's that? Subtext. Subtext, yeah. For many of you, yes. People ask me, how, how do you not drink coffee, Pastor? I said, I don't drink it so that you'll understand what I'm saying. I already talk fast enough when I'm up here. If I had coffee, I'm like a chihuahua. You ever see those things shake? That's me when I have coffee. You don't want me having coffee. <laughs> Jesus got up very early in the morning while it was still dark. There's something about being very uh, up very early in the morning. Um, in my life over the years, I've learned that 3.30 comes twice during the day. <clears throat> when it comes in the morning, it's my time with the Lord. That's when he wakes me up. 
That's when he draws me near to him. It's when he lays people on my heart. Stuff. Heaviness. Weightiness. Richard Foster, in his book, um, he says, Jesus calls us from loneliness to solitude. The fear of being left alone petrifies people. We're talking about this solitude and getting away, and so many times in our lives we feel, many of us feel that we, we don't want to step into that because we're afraid. We're afraid of being alone. How many of you are afraid to be alone? You don't like it? A couple of you. I don't like being in buildings at night alone. It's not fun. You know, like the church has got the boilers and you got the, I get the jitters. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No. <laughs> what's going on? We don't like to be alone, but Jesus calls us from loneliness to solitude. To sit, to be in his presence. We began to talk through four circumstances last week when Jesus sold to chose solitude, and I shared that circumstance number one was in our decision-making, and then in second is times of grief, and the third is it's to recharge. Jesus chose solitude when he was making decisions, when he dealt with grief, when he took time to recharge. Very important for us to do that. I don't know if you took time last week to do that. Maybe you're like, oh, I forgot and thought about it. And, well, do it. It will benefit you. It will benefit you greatly. We asked the question, when was the last time you withdrew into solitude with Jesus? When was the last time that you chose to do that? To step in, to lean in, to sit, to be in his presence. To listen. <clears throat> to really listen. Guys, if we get this down, our wives will appreciate us. <laughs> hey, what'd you say? <laughs> amen. If you can't say amen, say oh me. I don't know. Same on the other side. I talked about it last week. So often in conversations, we we're, we're ready to answer somebody <clears throat> back that we miss a lot of what they're saying when they're saying it to us. Taking that time to recharge, to sit, to listen. Today we're going to talk about circumstance number four, and it's to pray. Spend time in prayer. How do we do that? What does that look like? I'm glad you asked that question, because we're going to talk about it. <clears throat> we're going to look at it. We're going to dig into it. Prayer is the most important thing that you can do in your life. It's your connection. It's your lifeline. It's your connectedness to Jesus and to his Father, God. In Luke 5, 16, a few weeks ago, I mentioned this as part of the message. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Jesus got away to pray. He took time to go and talk to his Father. And I mentioned this last week, 
and I didn't realize the weight of it until I was going through last week. Last week, I want you to know, I mentioned that there, I felt this weight of this struggling in this room because some of you, your father is not like the heavenly father. You, you have a void there. You've been hurt by your fathers. It's hard to connect. I realized how weighty that was after having some conversations with some of you. But every day last week, I carried that. And know that that weight is here. And know that there are some of you in this room that need to release that. And there are some of you joining us live. Or there are some of you that are watching this back. And you need to release that. Because prayer, you can't complete the cross without Jesus being the connection. You know, we constantly have attention grabs in our lives. We have family and spending time together, and we have kids and homework that needs done, sports and activities. And, uh, you know, I, I mentioned that I, I, love to, I love to listen to finance stuff. I, I, I nerd out. You want to start talking stocks and bonds and diversifying funds, and I love all that stuff. So... Um, you ever want to talk that stuff? Just some of you are like, what did he just say? Is he speaking in tongues? No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> it's just stuff that I love to talk about. However, we can't get focused and tied into all of that. Um, but we get, there's so many things that grab our attention. And I was, I was listening and I was hearing some of these stats and t- statistics that are out there that are grabbing people. Um, and we've known it for years, and, and no offense to any of you that have your kids in year-round sports. Keep doing what you're doing. It's all good, but it, will, it, it grabs. It's a money grab. Uh, there are many things that can grab us. You know, we, we're striving. We're excelling to push our kids to the next level and see them go. And, and, and you've got to find this balance. We're creating a culture this burning out so quickly. Guys, when I spent some time with our youth, the words that came out of their mouth, anxiety, depression, up through fifth grade, I didn't know what that was when I was that age. missing the mark, these attention grabs. Work. Work grabs our attention. There's parties and gatherings and connections to be, to make and all this stuff there. Friends and social gatherings and birthday parties and this feeling to have to, to be the best and go above and beyond and, you know, be Instagram worthy and TikTok famous. And the list goes on. But do you ever find that these opportunities often leave you tired and drained? You see, how you start your day determines how you'll end your day. 
How you start your day is going to determine how you end your day. On the days that I get up and start my day with the Lord, it's much better. It's not always perfect, but it's much better. On the days where I maybe rush my time with Jesus, he reminds me. He lets me know. He doesn't want the hot dog. He wants the steak. He wants the best cut. He wants the best of us. Jesus got up in the morning, early morning, to go spend time with his father. Jesus deserves our best. And let's be honest. How many of you, your kids are up at 3.30 in the morning? If, if, if they are, I'm sorry. <laughs> we will pray for you. And maybe you're thinking, 3.30 in the morning, I don't go to bed until 3.30. Ah, just stay up a half hour later then. You're already up. <laughs> Nobody's up at that time. It's quality time. There's silence. Solitude. Martin Luther says this, and I really love it. He says, I have so much to do that I shall spend the first three hours in prayer. First time I heard this, I was 18 years old. I was like, people pray for three hours? Like, you know what I could do in three hours? I could eat at a lot of buffets in three hours. I was 18 then. Come on, you know. I have so much to do that I shall spend the first three hours in prayer. <clears throat> wow. What do we do with the first three hours of our day? Wake up, get moving around, takes a little time, have some coffee, for those of you that like coffee, you know, different things. What if we got up a little earlier, spent that time? I'm not saying three hours, that's, that's you know, it takes time to build to that, you know. That's like saying you're going to go to the gym and work out for five hours. You don't start there. And that's probably a, a, a little bit too much time anyways. But it takes time. You build it up. But oftentimes we hit the snooze three, four times. We get that good routine. These phones are damaging. They can be, you know, it's not good for it to be right next to the bed. I smack the snooze on that. Tell Alexa to be quiet three or four times before I really get out of bed <laughs> in the morning. We get up, we hit the ground running, and we go to bed, hit the ground running. We usually wake up thinking about all it is that we have to do and all that the world needs from us this day. And we go to bed thinking about all that the world needs from us tomorrow. Do we ever stop and ask Jesus, what is it that you need from me today? that simple but it's that challenging see it's all about him it's all about the world there's no middle ground it's black and white in Luke chapter 11 verses 1 through 4 it says one day Jesus was praying in a certain place 
when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. I want to zero in and look at the three P's in Jesus' prayer. It took me a minute to come up with these three P's, okay? So, it's what they teach you. This is what you pay a lot of money to go to private college for. Christian college. <laughs> the three P's in Jesus' prayer. The first is praise. In Luke eleven two, 2, it says, He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. When we take time to pray, God wants to know and hear our praises to him, thanking him for who he is, for what it is that he's done. Jesus praised God first. If, if Jesus going to his father, was willing to do this and did this. We, we need to learn to this and lean into this, learn from this. See, it puts us in the right frame of mind. Again, as I said, when we think father, it's not easy for some of us because of our own earthly father. But our spiritual father is much different. He has unconditional love for us. He deserves our praise to thank him for what it is that he's done for us to go to that next level to sit like I said it's not just this quick bless this food to the nourishments of our body allow it to go straight to my hips so my pants stay up kind of prayer it's much more it's deeper I don't know what to praise him for Well, sit in silence until you figure it out. Because here's the deal. When you wake up, I often did not think about 10 great things for a Monday morning. But as time has went on, I strive to do it. To be grateful, to have gratitude, to thank God. Thank you, Jesus, that I have breath in my lungs this morning. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, that when these cold toes hit the floor, I'm going to be able to walk. I'm going to be able to go across the room and turn up the heat in a dry home. I'm going to be able to go over and turn on a coffee pot that's going to brew me the best cup of coffee. Or a mediocre one, I don't know, it depends on what you're using. Praising him, thanking him. Jesus, thank you that in about an hour, it's going to be chaos in this house before school starts. You've blessed me with kids. Someday you're going to miss the fingerprints and the Cheeto fingers on the wall and the crayon marks that James is going, no, mm -mm, no I'm not going to miss that. <laughs> Praising him for the many blessings. You see, oftentimes with these quick 
And again, they can be there, and it's good to pray throughout the day. But that true time of recognizing who the Father is. That he's called each and every one of us. That he's given each and every one of us an opportunity to serve him that day. Every one of us. Every one of us has the opportunity if you take it, to share Jesus with somebody. Some of you are the only Jesus that people are ever going to see. Maybe you're going, ooh, that's scary. Sometimes. But it's our calling. When we start our day out right, when we start our day out with Jesus, we're more likely to end it well. To remember that, yes, there are the things that we need to accomplish, the stuff in our lives, our jobs. But there's also our calling. There's also this mission to be a disciple who makes disciples. Like how many of us are pouring into somebody and growing them in their relationship with Jesus? How many of you are being poured into and being grown in your relationship with Jesus? The second P in Jesus' prayer is provision. 11.3 says, give us each day our daily bread. Give us each day our daily bread. His provision for us is daily. This is not something that you can go around storing up like Easter candy on Easter Sunday at an egg hunt, okay? Or Halloween candy that you store up. We need that time daily. I had someone once tell me, a wise, wise man of the young age of 99. He said, if you miss one day in prayer, you notice. If you miss two days in prayer, you notice. If you miss three days, everybody. You can't store it up. You see, if you're finding yourself tired and running low on energy, you need to get connected and plug into the source. When's the last time you spent true time in prayer? And maybe you're here and you're like, I don't know how to pray. Talk to Jesus. That's why we're talking through this. Praise him. Recognize that each day he's going to give you your daily bread tomorrow what was good for today is not necessarily good for tomorrow we need that refreshing that restoring that connection I talk to so many people who are like I'm so tired oh I'm exhausted how are you doing today oh I'm tired I'm tired I'll throw my kid under the bus, Jack. You go ask him how he's, oh, I'm tired. And rightfully so. I probably is a little bit tired. You know, he's got these growing pains, and he's almost as tall as me now. And, but is that that we're just tired, or is it that we're mentally exhausted? We're not 
getting the daily provisions that we need. You see, if you go, if you only eat one meal a day, it's not enough. Well, it depends on how big the meal is, but you're not going to be sustained. You're not going to get what it is that you need, the nutrition throughout the day, the nourishing. You see, if the most time that you're in the Word of God is here on Sunday when I'm bringing it to you, that's not enough. I'm giving you the food and the spoon. You got to pick it up and eat it. I can't force feed you. I mean, I can try. But you're going to be like a toddler or an infant and spit it back out. You have to pick it up. You have to choose to do it. You have to recognize that that daily bread is there. You just have to go and get it. My youngest, he loves peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. But he waits for my wife and I to make him one. Oh, I don't want one. I'm not that hungry. If he has to make it, he doesn't want it. I feel like we're that way with the word of God. Oh, it's there. But I don't know. If I've got to do it, if I've got to, no, I don't want it. I don't want it. All of it's right there. Make the sandwich and eat it. If you put too much peanut butter on it one time, you learn from it. You put too much jelly, you learn from it. There's an not all peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are created the same. <laughs> Crunchy or smooth, Jif. I thought we had the end of the world. When Jif was gone, I, it was, there was nothing comparable. Anyways, that's for a different time. Put it together. The word of the Lord is there. We have this. We have Bible apps. We have Bibles in our homes. That we dust off once a week or once a month. Pick them up. Get into it. Read on. Go home this week and read past verse 4 of Luke chapter 11 and see what else it is that Jesus says. Come back, ask questions. I love that stuff. Grow. Each day, he gives us our daily bread. As we take time to read his word and hide his word in our heart, it might hit us one way that day, and 10 days or 10 years later, it might hit us in another way. We're walking through life malnourished <clears throat> on the word of the Lord. I'm not specifically saying it's here, but we come expecting something from the man up front. And this is a man who strives to be in tune, certainly, with the Holy Spirit and bring you the word. But it's not going to sustain you all week. And it's not supposed to. You have to dig in. You have to push in. I'm giving you all the tools, the bread, the peanut butter and jellies on the counter. Go make the sandwich and enjoy. And if you don't like it, make a different one the next day. 
get nourished, get filled up on the word of the Lord. When I'm tired, when I'm running low on energy, oftentimes it's because I'm not spending the time with the Lord that I need. You can listen to worship music and you can listen to other sermons and you can go back and even listen to this message, but it's truly taking that time to dig in. How do I do that? I don't understand. Come to me. I'll talk to you. I'll, I'll show you how to dig in, how to dig deeper. There's so many tools out there that there's no excuse to not. The third P, and the most important, is purge. Purge is to make free of something that was unwanted. How many of you have things that you could purge in your life? <laughs> yeah, amen. Yeah. I'm striving. I have a great goal by the end of this year to get rid of everything that it is that I don't need. I said I shared it. I was sharing with somebody again last week. I, I seriously have about, oh, I was sharing with Michael. I have like 15 t-shirts. That's it in my closet. He's like, 15 t-shirts? Because I don't need all those options. Too many options. I got to purge some stuff. Get rid of the stuff I don't need. It's very easy to just grab a shirt and go now. I got like three pairs of jeans, that's it. That's all I need. I don't need 37 pairs of jeans. They're all about the same anyways. I got two blacks and a blue. We're good. Oh, and I got a work pair. I got four, so. <clears throat> it makes it very simple. We need to purge. In Luke 11, verse 4, forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Jesus forgives us of our sins. <clears throat> when Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he made forgiveness the cornerstone of their relationship with God. We have to forgive. We have to get rid of. God has forgiven our sins and we must now forgive those who have wronged us. Jesus, who came in on Palm Sunday, then crucified on the cross. If he can forgive, why is it that we can't? Oh, you don't understand. You don't understand what that person did to me. You might be right. But I do understand what was done to Jesus. He took the place of a criminal and went to the cross for us. For we also forgive everyone, everyone who has sinned against as we prepare to move into this time of prayer and prepare for the worship team to come up, we're going to do something a little different this morning. I want you to take time to pray. And I want you to stay in this room until you're done. Don't worry about people going out. If the lights get shut off, we'll be back at 5 to turn them on for prayer. No. <laughs> I 
as I walked the aisle last Sunday, I recognized the heaviness in this room, the weightiness of unforgiveness. Some of you need to purge what it is that you're carrying. You need to let it go. You need to give it over to Jesus. Lay it at the foot of the cross. He changes things. Jesus changes things for us. He changes our lives. We have to give it over to him. You see, to remain unforgiving, it shows that we have not understood that we deeply need forgiveness. If I had time to sit with every one of you, and I'll do it, just bring me a sandwich, we'll be good. <laughs> Peanut butter and jelly, it's got to be the right kind. I like creamy, Jif. And I gotta have Smucker's strawberry, okay? I'm I'm picky. And and the bread has gotta be soft, like old school wonder soft, okay, where it sticks to the roof of your mouth. It's gotta be that good. Okay. And now I'm getting older and I got I got allergens and stuff, so bring me a glass of almond milk to go with it, and we'll be good. But if I could sit with every single one of you and talk with every single one of you. And truly ask you what it is that's hurting your heart this morning. What would you say? What is it that would you, you would say? That's what Jesus is asking us this morning. There's heaviness. There's heaviness down here. There's heaviness up in the balcony. There's heaviness on the other side of the screen. We need to purge. And purging is not easy. It has to be done in steps. It has to be done in layers. I tell my boys, start with one color in your room and just pick up that color thing. Start there. Because sometimes our rooms get so messy. Sometimes our lives are so messy that we don't know where to start. It starts at the foot of the cross. It starts with Jesus. I want you to think of someone who's hurt you, who's wronged you. Have you taken the time to forgive? Have, have you taken the time to pray about it? Truly purge that and get rid of it. Purging is not getting it outside in the garage for it to die. Taking it to the street and leaving it at the corner and letting the trash man take it away. It's laying it at the foot of the cross and letting Jesus sweep it away. It's heavy. I understand. And I sense it and I feel it. But you can't be the best you, and you can't fully understand the power and the presence of God Almighty, the Father, until you relinquish what it is that you're struggling with, until you purge. And some of you are going to have to purge and go deep into the back of the closet, into the corner. 
and find those things of old, old, and that you didn't even realize were there. Hurts that you didn't even realize were still there that you thought you had forgiven and let go of. That's what happens when we take that time to pray in silence and be with him in solitude. He reveals those things where we need to give them over to him. We have to stop. See, when we hold on to our hurts, we become our own God and control it. I'm, I'm in control. I'm going to deal with this. I'm going to handle this. Listen, if anybody li- likes justice, it's me. But one of the biggest things that I learned after losing our son Jason and that homicide detective showing up at our door saying, your son's body was properly, improperly disposed of. I wanted justice. But you know what I didn't get? I didn't get answers. And I had to be okay with that. And there are some of you, you're not going to get answers because the forgiveness maybe that you need, you can't get because that person is no longer alive. But it can come if you bring it to the foot of the cross. You're not going to get the answers now where you're at trying to wrestle with it. You need to bring it and lay it at the foot of the cross. Give it to Jesus. Purge everything. Let it all go. How will God deal with you if he treats you as you treat others? How will God deal with you if he treats you as you treat others? The hurts that are within you and the anger that's within you over something, someone. How is it? How is your relationship with Jesus? Who in your life do you need to forgive today? I want you to wrestle with this. Now in this moment, in the silence and the quiet as the worship team just plays a little bit, it's going to be quiet and there's going to be some awkward, silent moments. I want to prepare you for that. It is okay. It is okay. I want you to listen. Father, as we move into this time of just listening to you, I pray that you just speak to our hearts. You just speak to our hearts. You open up our eyes and ears to hear. Soften our hearts. We have stuff that we're dealing with. We have people that we need to forgive. It's heavy. It's not easy this morning. But speak right now. These altars are open. If you need to come and lay it down, lay it down. If you want to do it from where you're at, that's fine too. They're just going to play in the background quietly until I tell them to lead into a song. And again, don't be afraid of the silence or don't be afraid of just the worship music that's playing in the background.
for the one that's broken you. Time and time again, you've let them back in and they keep hurting you. Turn them over to Jesus. Lay them at the foot of the cross. For the one who lost a loved one too soon. We have moments of questioning God and why. Lay it at the foot of the cross. the one that's been hurt by man, that's been hurt by a church, that's been hurt by a pastor, that's been hurt by a lay leader, and you're on the other side of the screen this morning because of that, lay it down right where you sit. Maybe you're in this room and you're feeling that way. Lay it down. Don't think that you're just going to go home and take it with you and I'll deal with it later. You've been saying it for years. And the things that you need to purge in your life, they're not gaining value. They're actually devaluing their life. They're not a collectible. They're not an antique that's worth money. They're a heavy weight that's holding you back from what it is that you need with Jesus. Let it go and lay it down. Father God, I do thank you for your son, Jesus. I thank you that he changed my life because I have a relationship with him. And there's ebbs and flows and there's growth and there's conversations, lots of conversations, there's questions thank you for being the God who loves us unconditionally, who will take me back time and time again when I screw up. I thank you that you used and have used and continue to use us to bring people closer to the church, to understand it, to grow closer to you. Thank you for the men and women that came before me. I thank you for the names of the people that I don't even know that helped start churches in this community because they had one desire to see your name lifted up. So thank you for that. Thank you for the conditions that we have dry and maybe some are too chilly, some are too warm, but we have heat. Thank you for the sun that's shining today. Thank you for for the provision of your daily bread, that you've given us what we need today, and I pray that as we step into tomorrow, that we would open your word and receive what it is that we need for that day. Remember that we can't store it up, we need to seek it daily. And Father, the purging that needs to be done. I think about the cleaning that we did yesterday here and cleaning things up and just just prepping and getting rid of stuff. Just, 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 what is this? What is this thing? There are, there are things in our lives, there are hurts and pains in our lives. We don't even, we don't even recognize what it is anymore. 
It's just everything is painful and everything hurts and everyone's wronged us. And it all stems back to letting go and forgiveness. Help us to purge as we enter into this time of worship with this most beautiful song. Just pray that we would come, that we would come to the foot of the cross, that we would come to the altar, that we would lay down our struggles. That we wouldn't be afraid to do that, to step out. If we're shaking and our knees are shaking and we're nervous, that's right where we need to be. That's faith in you, not knowing. There are some of you in this room who don't know the outcome. You know that you need to go and ask for forgiveness or say you're sorry, but you don't know the outcome and you don't need to. Give it to God. Just do your part. Well, what if they don't do this or they... That's between them and the Lord. You need to be settled this morning. And so I pray for that. As we stand to worship, I just pray that you respond how it is that God is calling you to respond this morning.